Hello there, and a very warm welcome to Des's Island Discs. In a hectic world, this is a little oasis of calm and nostalgia from our guests who choose pieces of music that remind them of a particular time or story from their life or career. Now, if you're listening on podcast, we cannot play the music because of copyright laws. But really, this is about stories. So let's hear them. Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1. Now, today's guest is one of Ireland's most popular country singers. It's a pleasure to welcome Mike Denver. So, what was life like for the young Mike Denver growing up in Portumna, County Galway? Uh, I suppose life was very, uh, it was a great, we come from a great place, I suppose, here in Portumna. It was, uh, I suppose, it's a real GAA town. It's a town, and unfortunately, I wasn't much good at hurling. <laughs> so I think uh, I had to find some other hobbies and different things. So uh, I, I was always, always sort of involved, literally, in in a little way in music. Um, like every young lad, I played hurling, I went to school and done all the mischievous things that every young lad in the place done. But it was a, a, a great, a great early life, so I had without a doubt. And were you always musical, Mike? I was. I grew up with music because music was a, a huge part of my house. My mom was involved in, in music all her life and uh, I would have been watching her, I suppose, hitting off and going doing gigs night after night. So that was, I suppose, that was one of my major influences into the music. Some of that would have uh, inspired me. I would have listened to her recording songs. I would have been, I suppose, at home at a very young age, watching her rehearsing songs and trying to learn stuff. So it became, I suppose, part of life for me as well. And Portumna would have been a great town for, for music over the years. There was lots of lots of different bands. There was lots of show bands. The, one of the big show bands at the time the Conquerors were a great band at the mm-hmm. time and I would remember as a as a young guy watching their vans hitting out and, and hitting off doing gigs and another a, a rock band that was from Pertumna as well the Big Generator was a, another band I would have always remember seeing when I'd be coming home from school at a very early age seeing these all the guys hopping into the van and hitting for the road and off doing gigs and I suppose I was wishing that that was something that I was doing Yeah you make it sound glamorous it's not that glamorous a life, I'd say, hitting the road all the time, is it? Well, it, it looks very glamorous. There is glamorous parts where I suppose when you're doing when you're doing television work and the gigs themselves are very glam can be glamorous at times. They're very easy. That's the the easy part of any gig. As anybody that's uh, I suppose on the road uh, will tell you, it's 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 hard getting there. You can be have to leave ro- home. Uh, I suppose early mornings it's sometimes just to be there in time for gigs if you, you might have to do an early sound check you might have yeah. to rehearse these these things are all part of it so you might it, it they can be long days it's it, it can be a hard life and that's I suppose that's the reason why a lot of people don't get involved in music because it is it is a tough life but if if you love it it's it, it makes up for it when you when you get to the stage and you get to sing for these couple of hours it 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 really makes up for for all the hardship and the long hours and I suppose like anything when you're when you're drive the driving is the hard part when you're hitting bad weather when you're when you're going to a gig and I suppose things go wrong they're they're the bad things but the gig itself is always it's it it gives you that extra boost when you see people happy and smiling depends on the gig if it's a dance it's great to see people out there dancing and enjoying themselves and if it's a concert when you see people sitting down they're singing they're clapping they're just sitting back relaxed and enjoying themselves themselves it's, it's a great it's a it's a buzz and a feeling that you can't explain to anybody that that isn't doing it yeah and do you remember the first time ever you, you sang on stage 
I, I remember as a young guy, I, w- I would have uh, sang with my mom at different stages of, and going back again, I would have I would have tra- travelled around with the Conquerors and in, in the van as a young guy, at, I suppose, at weekends. And the, the guys had called me up to do songs on the, on the sound checks. But the first gig I remember that I got a, got a, I got paid for was um, a pub in Pertumna here. It was a pub called The Cat and Fiddle. Mike Dedak, a guy here in town, owned it. And I think that was my first gig. It was Paddy's Day. I would say maybe back around 2006 or there, or 2000 or 1996, I would say, or thereabouts. That would have been my first gig. But my first gig with the, with the band but was sorry, back just, in... Sorry, just stick with that one. So... So yeah. were you on your own or had, were you with someone there? No, my mom my mom was playing my mom played locally all around uh Galway. Yeah. Uh, I suppose we're on the border here, so uh Tipperary, Galway, Offaly, Clare, all these things were, were part of her music. So she was doing a gig here at home in the pub and uh they asked would I come along and sing a song. So I think at the time I hopped up and I might have done maybe twenty minutes with 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 mom. But that was my first paid gig. But that, and did you you must have been buzzing after that, were you? It was, and it, it it went from there gradually, I suppose. It went from there that Mam used to bring me along and I used to hop up and sing a few songs. Then we, we recorded an album together, which was uh, back in 1997, if I'm not mistaken. And at the time, Mam wrote a song for me. It was called Bring Your Love On Back To Me. Mm. Uh, that was the very first single that I had at the time. We had, a, I think it was a 12-track album. I think my, my mom had recorded six songs. I had recorded six songs, released the album. It, it was great. The song went into the, to the Irish charts at the time. I think it went to number 28 in the Irish charts because it was, uh, it was very popular here around home and on the, on the, on the, all around the local scene. That's a very strong link with your mother, isn't it? It is, yeah. I've, I'm very lucky. I've a, I've a great family. Mom and Dad have been always very supportive, and in the early days, they always uh, they really helped me with the with the music, and they helped helped with the recordings, and helped with buying a bit of gear and stuff to get started off in the early days. Yeah, and when you were when you were starting, you know, music. Obviously, you were there. You were embedded in it, given what you're saying about going around with the Conquerors and all. But in school, were you thinking about any other career? I was uh, at the time I, I left school a little earlier than I should I left school in uh, I just had started my leaving cert and I, I, I left that year just before I'd, I'd, I start just before I'd done my leaving cert I went off to serve my time as a plumber I served with uh, an, an uncle of mine who's from he's a a, a firm from Ballyshannon in County Donegal it was James Likely oh yeah I know hating, yeah. So I worked there for, I was with them for, I suppose, maybe five, six, six years, I think. And uh, it, between that, it was on, I was trying to balance that at the time and keep the, the gigs going here at home locally. And uh, then I started. Did you qualify? With, no, I just yeah. I finished again that just before the band was just was just taken off. So I had to give up the plumbing because I couldn't balance. I couldn't balance both at the time. Sure. It was it was it was very difficult because yeah, at, I was playing with a wedding band, a very good friend of mine, Sean Morn. He had a band at the time called uh, it was called the Badass Boogie Band. Yeah. And uh, believe it or not, <laughs> not the best of a name now when you're looking back. But um, we were, I was, I was, he had, uh, Sean was working all around. He was very, very busy with weddings and he was doing lots, lots of gigs all around the place. So he asked me, would I, uh, would I come and join the band and be, be the front singer with them? So I'd done that for about, uh, I think that was for about two years or thereabouts. And then after that, my manager, Willie Carty, 
Kevin approached me and asked me would I be interested in putting a band on the road. Willie just was the manager of the Conquerors and he, he's, he's from Pertumna here as well. So he asked me would I I'd be interested to think about putting a band on the road. That took me about three seconds to say yes. Mm. And I think the following day we were in the studio recording uh, the song that I'd done just before we launched the band was uh, I had a couple of singles that were being played on the radio. I know Midwest Radio, Paul Claffey and all were, were playing it off the air in Midwest Radio and, and uh, uh, Radio 3. And all the local radios were playing this song I had called Dream Come True, which was written by Ida Grant. That got a lot of play at the time. Yeah. So it went from there. We went in and recorded a Christmas single. And I think about three weeks later, we uh, done our first gig in the Park House Hotel in Edgeridge Town. In down with Frank Kilbride and all the gang. That was on Saturday, the 11th of January, 2003. And from there... I really haven't looked back as I say we can uh, we've, we've, we've had great times as I say lots of uh, different albums lots of recordings so it's been great fun for the last last number of years yeah. now your first song choice Mike is is I've no doubt you've sung it many times Garth Brooks yeah I've, I've picked Garth Brooks because Garth Brooks would definitely be someone who would have that I have admired as a as a singer, as a performer, someone that would have hugely influenced me into the music. And I think he's someone that influenced so many people and brought country music to, uh, at that time in the 90s, he met it modern and uh, I suppose hip with everybody. When all these different songs like uh, The Dance and Tomorrow Never Comes, these were all standards and sing songs. But I think the biggest of them all and probably one of the first songs that I started singing when I was, uh, when you'd be out with the guys and sitting down and the sing song would happen, this is the one that I'd sing. It's Friends in Low Places. Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1. When you say... Garth Brooks made, you know, he became cool and hip and mainstream. Did that make it much easier for you then, career-wise, that you were similar? I wouldn't say that it made it easier career-wise or similar because I, when I was gigging, we were doing a lot of different stuff. As I say, when I'd be driving along in the car, Garth Brooks, the CD was in the car and that's what I what I would listen to. But I, I love all all sorts of music as well. Um, when, I'm, when I'm singing, our live show consists of going back to country standards. It does a bit of... Uh, from anything from any of the oldies from Dolly Parton to Merle Haggard Alan Jackson all these kind of stuff we try and get a little bit of the 60s a little bit of rock and roll in there as well so uh, the show was always trying to keep the show very varied when we when we are doing a live gig just to I suppose go right across the audience to keep the younger and the older people happy mm. which which has been the key to your success obviously your, and, and your wide appeal and do you do you notice a different age profile in your audience I think the age can be from, it, it depends on the gigs again. When you're doing festivals and stuff, that the audiences can be anything. You see them arriving in, in, in prams and in pushchairs. <laughs> it's, it's a very mixed audience. That's the one good thing about country music. It has, yeah. a, it has a huge, loyal, loyal audience, a loyal following, so it has. And you strike up, you get to know so many people. Ireland is so small. Yeah. We'd be touring around, around here uh, 200, 200 nights of the year. So you get to meet so many people, you strike up a friendship with them and the, the loyalty is there because people just follow the bands. And that's the one thing about that country music has, uh, Irish country music above all, that, that other things, other music does not have, is the fans are so loyal and they just follow you uh, right around. And uh, it just proves that it's, it's country music is, is part of the heart here in Ireland. So what, you'd have somebody who would go and see you like a couple of times a month or whatever? 
Never mind a couple of times a month. We have people that would fly in from, from England and Scotland and we've even people coming in from, would fly in from Germany and from Holland and different places that follow you for the weekend. We could be in, we could be down in Cork tonight and they'd be in Cork and tomorrow night you could be back up in, you could be in Donegal, you'd see them in Donegal, you could be back then in Limerick or you could be in Galway or Banlaslow or somewhere and these people will be following you. They make it part of their holiday and they follow the bands around and that's, that's what they do. That's pretty special, isn't it? Do you do you try and talk to them, or does that become awkward? Oh, it is. Yeah, I would say, I would say, eighty to ninety percent of people are 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 um to just follow the bands all the time. It's there. The one good thing again that that people that do come dancing, it's it's a it's a very social thing. People make that as part of their night out. It's their social night out. They're they're getting a bit of exercise. They're meeting friends. They they can go for a drink. They can go dancing. You can do as you as as you want, and it's a very easy going thing. And there's so many faces there that you see weekly and nightly, and people strike up friendships with all these people, and it's it's very easy. You mentioned festivals there, Mike. Are they still common? Forgive my du- my Dublin question now. <laughs> festivals are huge, so they are. The festivals around the country have been huge. Huge, I suppose, with this summer being an exception, as to say, it's been uh, up to that. It's festivals were huge. There's there's some of the biggest festivals in the in the country. We 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 go summertime is right around from. I suppose it really starts on the May Bank holiday weekend. That's when all the festivals really start, and they're going right through till till maybe early September when they start finishing up the festivals and stuff. So th- that's that's a huge part of, of it. Uh, there's so many marquees and dances and clubs and I suppose a lot of the GA of... Um, They'll be running different festivals to raise money as well over the summer. So they end up be huge, huge things for us. And uh, it's it's great fun playing them as well because they get, it gives myself and the band uh, an opportunity to play different songs that we wouldn't normally get to play and to a different age group, a different audience. And it's it can be great fun, festivals like that. Your second musical choice, Mike Denver, is Kenny Rogers. Did you ever get to meet the great Kenny Rogers? I met Kenny Rogers on a on a couple of different occasions, so I did. It's 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 hard to believe is one of the greats that has just left this world in the last in the last month as well. I picked this song because it was it's one of my favorite slow ballads. So it is. It's a song that I've known for a lot of a lot of years, and I think it's something that it really tells. I suppose what when guys like me are out on the road and when you're coming home and you're sneaking in, as they say, to try and not make noise and. Uh, the wife is at home and we're all living on different different schedules and but the support is 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 always there and it's great and it was actually the it was my first dance for our wedding back in 2012 awesome. it's a uh, to me to me it's one of the great great classics it's a song called she believes in me des's island discs on rte radio one you're talking about family life you you've just had a, a baby yeah, our a beautiful little daughter just born there on the twentieth of March, which was uh it was uh I suppose one of the most exciting times in, in my life without a doubt, so it is and it's uh it's uh it's a huge thing I suppose to adapt to 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 daddyhood or fatherhood and but we're really loving it here and loving the time we're at the times we're in now I've extra time to to bond and to spend extra time with her so we're just loving it here at home the feet are up the the kettle is on and watching lots of Netflix and changing lots of dirty nappies but that's the fun of it really loving it and mammy and baby are well 
Mammy, yeah, Liz and Mia both are flying it here, so they are. We're we're all having a having a great time, and it's it is a hard time, I suppose, because uh, it's 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 hard when people can't come to see and visit and and meet her. But we're we're very lucky with social media and stuff. That's that's what's keeping us keeping everybody going now, really. It's funny, obviously, obviously, you're badly hit uh, business wise through not working, but it is a bizarre yeah. plus for you that you get time with Mia now. It is. It's a great. It's a great few weeks for me here now to be something that when I'd be talking to any of the any of the musicians or any of the singers over the years, that they, they would tell you the one thing that they always missed out on was getting to spend time with their with their kids and family when they were born, and that's a supposedly a very important time for the bonding end of it. But and you always hear guys saying that in the later years that they got to spend more time with their grandkids and stuff. So I'm really very lucky that I'm getting to spend time with Mia here. And uh, but as I say, we wouldn't mind being able to get back to work. But that's that's not a major problem for now. We'll be we will be back, and it's all going to be it's all going to be sunshine when we get this whole thing up and running, and we get the band back on the road. Yeah, your your third musical choice comes from uh, one of Jimmy McGee's favourites. Jimmy used to always be talking to me about this one, George Jones, and Nashville. You've been to Nashville, obviously. I've been to Nashville on on numerous numerous occasions, so I have, and I've 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 met a lot of different artists. We've been very lucky here, uh, back home. I got the chance of touring with a lot of different Nashville artists. The very first one that I remember doing a uh, tour with was the wonderful Crystal Gale. We toured we toured Ireland with her and we went across and done England as well for a for a few gigs and I have to say what a lady and what a you just learn from people like that and I had the great privilege then of uh, recording with Hal Ketchum as well and we toured with Charlie Pride for a bit as well while he was over here so to meet some of these great legends is just it's an amazing thing for someone a a guy from Pertumna to be to be grown up and watching television and seeing all these guys on television and then to actually get to meet them to get to to get to tour with them and then in the with George Jones to get the chance to record with probably one of the one of the greatest voices in country music and somebody that I think everybody in country music really looks up to. Uh, when you when you talk about country music, people will will either compare you, you, the best of singers, either being George Jones or Merle Haggard, and we all have our favourites. But to me, George Jones just had that magic. When when you give George Jones a slow ballad, he just he'd eat it out of his hands. He was just a, an amazing singer and a, an amazing guy. He was he was a real. A real nice guy. I only I only met him on his later years, so he was he was well on in life, and I got to know him and his his wife Nancy, and they were just lovely people. We toured here, as I said, but as soon as they got home, every every couple of months there was always letters coming in the post. There was postcards, wow. always uh, memorabilia and stuff that he from his uh, from his own live gigs and stuff. So they were very very nice people, and uh, it was a great privilege to to meet them. But then to to be over in Nashville, I was over on on many different occasions recording. But to me, the special one was in in two thousand and eight when I got to stand into a singing boot and to share the same microphone as the great George Jones at the same time. That was just a, an amazing feeling. I can imagine. But what the first time you went out there? How yeah. I mean, you're a young fellow from Portumna walking into Nashville. How do you get to meet the, the big stars of country? At the time, I went over to record a couple of albums. We were uh, we got to meet a few different guys at the time. It was the we went over to record a a Christmas album which I recorded over there it was my first album to record. Then I, I went back and I'd done another uh, 
Absent Friends album, which was a tribute to all the, the great country legends who had passed away. And you, you just start to meet people o- over time. You meet, make a few connections here and there. And um, that one thing led to another. And I went back then for a finish to a, an album going back a couple of years ago. And we met up with a guy called Bruce Bowden, which was um, Gar- a guy that played with all seal guitar on every album there is for from Gareth Brooks and another guy called Buddy Wyatt who we um we were recording the album with him and between I suppose we're very lucky now with um studios here in Ireland studios here are amazing we've we've as good as studios here as Nashville so uh when I did go over there to record I made a lot of connections and now we can use a lot of a lot of musicians and studio guys over there email stuff and back here to our own studio here in in Nina with Peter Maher so it's 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 a great way of working now it's amazing and Nashville I know it's the Mecca. I haven't been there. Can you describe for those of us who don't know country music, when you drive into Nashville, how how big a city is it? As big as Dublin? Nashville is a huge. It's it's very spread out, but the the country music end of it is is so small. From what I gather, Nashville is one of the biggest university towns in in America, which I don't think too many people know. But it as country music goes, it's it's really one big street. Is it? So yeah. it is. I'm I'm trying to explain it for um. I suppose if you go down maybe Shop Street in Galway, it's really no bigger than that. And you just have, it's, it's a lot wider. And you, you just have music. Once you arrive in, in Nashville, I think the music starts every morning at 11 o'clock. And I, I think most of the sessions starts then. Bands are doing three-hour sessions. It, in every pub, there's pub after pub. And they're just small little pubs, small lounges. Yeah. And the music just is amazing. You find some some of the best guys it depends on the time of year when you get there it's if the if the big if the big bands aren't touring the Alan Jacksons and the and the Garrett Brooks and all these guys all their musicians are playing in the pubs they're all playing for tips which which is an amazing thing the bucket goes around you give your tip and it's it's just it's it's really like it's nearly like the weekend there is like Temple Bar in Dublin yeah. in in the good times. It's just rocking. There's every age group, young, old, and it's it's just a party atmosphere, and everybody's in great form. And could you do you need to be booked to play, or could you ask? Could you play there? How does that work? No, I, 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 there's unions and stuff in Nashville, so it is it's it's nearly an impossibility. We've done a few tours out there. One of the times I went out, we we brought um I was working with a tour operator, a good friend of mine, Paul Claffey here. Uh, brings he brings lots of um trips around the world. So we were one of our trips was going to Nashville. So we were out there for the for the week, and it was nearly an impossibility to get into play because it's all unions and all these musicians are are unionized over there. So they don't want to see a few Irish guys coming in to take their spot. <laughs> the cute fellas from Port Tumlin moving in. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, listen, tell George Jones. You you've described him well as as the legend. He he passed away a few years ago. It was a, it's a sad loss to country music and uh, one one of the great legends that will never be forgotten. He's left a, a huge legacy behind him, so we're never going to forget him and he's always going to be loved by everyone. And when we're going to play out on The Real Deal with you and George Jones singing together, and is it pride or nostalgia when you hear it? It's a bit of both. I, I, it's, it's, I suppose it's something that it's pride because... George Jones has 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 recorded with I suppose 
very few people over the years who he has and I was the first from Ireland to go over to record with him he recorded with Merle Haggard and Alan Jackson Garrett Brooks Finn Skill the list is just never never ending really and to it, it's a great feeling to be able to, to listen back and just to hear hear this song and just to remember what it was like the frightening experience of meeting such a such a huge iconic legend to, to be right beside him and the fright of it was just an amazing thing Alright well we're going to play out with that and listen you've had a great career already Mike Denver and and many years of success ahead to you and to Liz congratulations on Baby Mia thanks for joining us Mike we'll play out then with this song that means so much to you The Real Deal Mike Denver God bless Des thank you Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1